Uh, I'm recording too, dude. We're back. It really has like three, four months. I think so. Yeah. What was? Uh, what did we see? I think it was something Aquaman. Yeah, that's like December eighteenth. I think. Maybe was anything after yeah. that? We didn't do an Oscars episode. A lot's happened. A lot has happened, and also we kept talking about doing an Oscars episode, but we we didn't because I think we didn't see enough things. And I don't. We've both been insanely busy. Yeah. Let me let me turn off my air conditioning. Can you hear that in the background? Is that a little bit? But I don't think it's a. I don't know. It's up to All you. Right. I don't uh, think it's an issue. I'll just leave it on. I got my little yeah. soundproof box going, so. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. It'll work. Yeah. Yeah, homemade. Um, yeah, uh, you know, uh, two friends of ours uh, from college uh, Snapchatted me the other day saying that they were listening uh, to the show, and I was like, "Oh, I miss you guys." <laughs> it was really nice. Uh, nice. And, uh, yeah, friends of the show, uh, Eve and Shannon. So shout out to <laughs> Eve, Eve and Shannon. Shannon. Uh, we got some fresh hot content coming right up. Yeah, uh, we're we're like pretty exclusive right now. We're pretty exclusive, uh, buddy. What are we What are we talking about today? Do we want to do any news stuff? Because like I don't really Oscars. I mean, fuck Green Book and congrats. Thanks. Sean Sean worked on the best uh, live Oscar action short. Live action short. Yeah. Yeah. Which skin. I meant to watch before we recorded because I'm a on, bad friend. It's on YouTube for anyone I that uh, is too cheap to pay $3 for it on iTunes. Uh, I'm just kidding. I, go watch it on YouTube. Uh, uh, as I kept telling Sean, I'm just going to pirate it because fuck the artists, you know? <laughs> <laughs> go out of your way. There's a there's yeah. a pretty big black market for short films. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm eating a granola bar because I love quality audio. Um. I think we eat or drink on every episode. Drink like liquids, or I'm usually drinking coffee or water, and, and eating. I'm usually like eating cereal, <laughs> which is like probably the worst thing. It's just a lot of slurping and like mushy chewing. We don't eat a lot of good. Uh, what would be a, a mashed potatoes would probably be a good podcast food because mm-hmm. they're pretty quiet. Yeah, yogurt. Um, no yogurt sounds. Shout out to my dad right now, but when my dad quickly eating a yogurt before he has to go to work is the worst sound in the world. <laughs> I will die on this hill. Urgent yogurt. <laughs> that does sound pretty uh, gross. Because he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, he's like talking to me. Like, he'll, he'll like, usually be running out the door and like we're talking, but he's just scarfing down a yogurt and it's like flipping the spoon. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just the worst. It's, oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. Um, Anyway, um, fuck Green Book. I think that's uh I haven't important. seen it, but that seems nah. to be the consensus. I don't really have any desire to. I was on a 14-hour flight and could have watched it, like a lot of the people on my flight. But I, that and Bohemian Rhapsody, I was like, no thanks. Oh, that's another segment. Uh, w- remind me to talk about the movies I watched on the plane when we're done. Play, I will movies, play movies is its own genre of movies. And mm-hmm. every time I talk to somebody about a movie I watched, they're like, yeah, I watched that. I was like, I did too. Geostorm, yeah. great plane movie. 
Skyscraper, great plane great movie. Great plane movie. I actually watched mm-hmm. that at home, but I, I almost did. Yeah. I watched Rampage on the plane, though. Basically the same movie. <sighs> Rampage could have been a good movie if they if they killed the monkey at the end. And I, I, I feel like I've said that before, but if they killed the monkey, it would have been a real movie. You know what I, I mean? I agree. I think that, yeah, it would have definitely given it yeah. more, like, emotional. It would like, have been Earth. Depth. Yeah. No monkey, like, literally, it, it killed a lot of people. And eight people like with that like that didn't deserve it. So like, yeah. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, yeah, um, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, what else? I feel like we missed a lot of other stuff. We were gonna do. I feel, what other Spider Verse things? Which like I still Alita? haven't seen. Oh, I haven't seen. I haven't been to the movies. I think the last movie I saw, I saw Captain Marvel and Shazam. That's it. Wow, and that's what we're gonna be mostly talking about today. But uh, I was gonna say, yeah, I think that that's really just been the issue that we kept. We, we didn't have enough for the Oscar ones, and I think a lot of the Oscar picks, like, I don't know, fuck them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, it wasn't yeah, a good Oscars year. Not really. I no, I agree. Yeah. I have I, no interest in Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, I don't want to watch Green Book. I don't. None of the A24 stuff from last year got nominated, and, like, that was a lot of what I watched at the end of the year. And, like, eighth grade was, like, fucking incredible. I just saw um, that uh, the other day, like, a week ago. It's so good. That mm-hmm. truth or dare scene is the scariest thing in the world. Like that that scene. I, I haven't shouted at a movie as much as I have while watching eighth grade. Just like, oh no, <laughs> sweetie, no. It's um, uh that was that was a very well executed movie. Yeah. Um, um that's the thing, I feel like genuinely good movies aren't getting recognized anymore. It's just like whoever yeah. has the most money to market it. Black you Panther. know? Well, eh. That was really good. As as after rewatching it a couple more times, I'm like, it's great. That, I mean, that, it's not that. not a great movie. Um, I just like, I, I wasn't even really speaking of like Black Panther though in that statement. I, it's more like the Green Books and like movies. That I'm just like, do, do people really give a shit about these movies? Like, yeah. I I, I think the eighth grades and the whatever Joaquin Phoenix does that year are like resonating more with people mm-hmm. but I could be I don't know I, I don't watch any of them so what do I know yeah, they, I think they resonate with like old people I feel like every parent that I like who saw any of those movies like loved Green Book and like loved uh, Bohemian Rhapsody for example so. I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was like fine it was like yeah. a 6 out of 10 yeah I just had no interest you know yeah, I mean? yeah. I mean, obviously, there were a lot of things outside of the movie that went on with it, but uh, it, Rami Malek was good, but it didn't couldn't tell if it wanted to be a Queen movie or a Freddie Mercury movie, and both mm. stories suffered because of that. Yeah, it's like you didn't get enough of either one of them, mm. so it just was like a shitload of montages, but also I think the reason why it won best editing was because they were like, we don't know what to do with any of this footage. <laughs> this, like, I guess we'll make it work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause there's like two different directors in the end too. Yeah. Singer. And then some guy, uh, who's, who did rocket man, the new Elton John movie, which actually looks pretty good. He's directing both. That's weird. Yeah. He did. Uh, he finished. Yeah. Biopics, um, yeah. music biopics. No, Rocket Man looks really good. Taron Edgerton does his own singing. Um, unlike looks, Rami Malek, Wait, that, Ram, I don't know, man. He won an Oscar for like lip syncing, basically. Rami Malek, yeah, 
Yeah, it's kind of nuts. It's like, and like the, the production of the actual Oscars was so stupid. They were like playing clips of him lip syncing when like they showed his like best actor reel. I'm like, you're not going to show him acting like he does do good acting in the other scenes. <laughs> this is really dumb. It's just a really dumb Oscars. Yeah. So that was our Oscars episode, I think. Right. Yeah, there. <laughs> we, can, we can stop it there. Yeah, like I was happy for Spider Verse and yeah. Uh, I forget. There was something else I like really wanted to win. It was one of the screenplay, one of the best screenplay. Free Solo was really good. I just watched that too. Oh, I the saw that IMAX. When it, um, it was an IMAX. Uh, my hands never sweat that much during the movie. That was fucking crazy. It's and it's, they should just call it Anxiety the movie. <laughs> I can't imagine watching that in IMAX. Anxiety, Sean. Trying to hang anxiety because he, he's fucking he's climbing. I was just waiting for the Tom Cruise shot where he has to like go Christ pose. <laughs> uh, I rewatched Fallout a couple weeks ago, and it's it's done something to me. I think it activated uh, something where I've been uh, really laughing very hard when characters in movies and TV get like murdered in a brutal way. I laughed for a solid like two three minutes when I'm watching Cavill die again. He gets. So killed in that movie, it's fucking Magrubian. Magrubian. I, I, I think we actually said that in the review too. It is. It yeah. is like I was. You just. When is he gonna piss on his corpse? <laughs> that's like in the fire. He, he gets a hook and yell, to "Fuck the face, you, dude!" Which rips him off of a cliff, and it it like eats into his brain, and then it pulls him, and he falls off of a cliff into an explosion. It's fucking awesome. He's so dead. Uh, especially because they like they burn half his face. So you're like, oh boy, he might he might survive and come back for the next one. And it's just a big old no. Uh, but like I've been rewatching Game of Thrones, uh, and I just finished season four yesterday morning. Uh, and I, like I watched the Mountain Viper fight like a week like a couple days ago, and like cracking up, just like ah oh no, <laughs> like he pops his head. But season four, my dude, is so fucking good. Like, I think it's I, still the best season. Even the stuff, you know how a lot of season four goes, and it's so fucking thrilling. The, yeah. the Mountain Viper fight, when he starts being like, confess, is like, oh shit. It's it's like, it, I'm, I get so excited when he's, because he's so in the right. It's so, it's arguably more intense when you know what's going to happen. Yeah. It, it's... Because I felt the same way. I was like, I'm my heart's racing right now. And I know I've seen this like probably three or four times already. It's like Miracle. Yeah. It's like the movie Miracle. It's like you're rooting for them. And you're like, you know what happens. It's a part of yeah. history. But you're just like, come on, get those Russians. Like, yeah, those Russians get those goals. Yeah. Like it's ugh, fuck, season four is so good. Tyrion, his trial is incredible. Uh, That's probably one of my favorite like acting mm-hmm. I love I love when uh, Oberyn announces he'll be his champion. It's like that shit is again still just it's thrilling. Like it's just like oh, oh. and Tyrion's just like crying because he's just like, he can't believe it. Like it's so good. And then the Watchers on the Wall battle episode is a wild ride, and I forgot how good it is. It's that- the scythe is so stupid awesome. 
They, I just like imagine to the the Night's Watch were just like, fuck yes, we finally get to use this thing. They froze this shit in there mm-hmm. for like thousands of years. Yep, <laughs> and they finally got to use it, and it like hits everybody, and then it's just like a bunch of dudes get hit by it, and they're just like red mist, and then there's just like a hand that's just like, like hanging there. It's when that happened. That was another one where I just like I laughed for a good two minutes, just being like, this is so good. That and the the dude who gets hit by the giant arrow and falls off a wall into the courtyard. And then he's just there for the rest of the episode. <laughs> that's what's so that's what I actually, it's funny you mentioned that battle when I was rewatching that I've, I've rewatched the whole, the whole series and way faster than I'd like to admit, but, Ooh, um, buddy, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, yeah. that battle has so many good like bits. Like that's a great bit. Like it cut, mm. it, it just shows like a series of like, crazy kills and like the ridiculous ki- when the shit when they go into the kitchen and then the cooks they're just like overturning everything and then they just like bring out like butcher's knives and they're just like cleaning house and yeah. it, it's like do not fucking come in here it's so good like there's yeah. it's just like it's it's well done it's it's coherent and and and, and in contrast to that battle of the bastards is just chaos the entire time i yeah. think there's like nothing really like stands out in like a, like a kill, you know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot. I'm not saying it's not amazing. It, it's definitely it the is. best battle they've done so far. But or eh, the one with Danny's pretty crazy too. But mm-hmm. it's like I don't it's, know. It's yeah, it's it's, it's I, it, the whole point of it is just chaos and like being overwhelmed, and then Sansa saves the day. Yeah. It, yeah. The Watchers on the Wall, though, I, when I think of the show, like rewatching, I was like, "This is the show at its best," because you're seeing characters on both sides you ultimately like, and you don't want to see them kind of kill each other. And it's like you're seeing like Tormund like just tearing dudes down, and he's in just berserker mode, and it's fucking awesome. And there's that awesome 360 shot mm-hmm. where it kind of starts, and like the camera almost goes like, dun 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 dun, and it just it's like, look at this fucking cool set we built. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so good, but. Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm I can't fucking wait for the last. It's <sighs> I'm in season five now. I'm just like, they're talking about going to Dorne. I'm like, all right, <laughs> that. Dude, oh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good setup for season six, which is probably the second best season. Yeah, I think season six's main problem is just that it starts to sacrifice some of the patients, and then that becomes a bigger problem. Except. Um, seven is also that's my one worry about eight is like it's just gonna like pedal to the metal because it kind of already is in that mode i think this is gonna be a lot of payoff at this point you know what I mean? like i don't know the episode lengths were revealed and like i think there are there's like two of them two or three of them are like 90 and then they get longer as it goes yeah i think three is the longest i think that's the battle i don't know though winter yeah. hell's gonna get destroyed can't yeah. wait um, anyway. <laughs> so I, I think we should do Shazam mainly because it's fresher, fresher and I think it speaks to what I think of Captain Marvel of like, I don't really remember anything that happens in that movie. Um, yeah, it's that makes me want to talk about Captain Marvel. Now. <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't know. Let's do Shazam because we just saw Shazam. Yeah. Sean, what do you think of Shazam? I really liked it. Okay. I don't know. 
I don't know if I loved it. Yeah. But it's definitely, I think I need to see it again, but Mm -hmm. I feel like the trailers showed too much of the human. Well, they didn't show a lot of the plot points. Yeah, they they stuck to the same couple they, of things. And they they didn't show a lot of that, which I like, but I feel like they showed a lot of really good moments that I wish I hadn't seen. Like, most of the comedic stuff, because Zachary Levi is fucking great in this movie. He's so fucking good. I Like, I, I don't know if I want to see a sequel to this, which is one of my weird reactions to it, but I want to see him in the Justice League, because he would be the Ant- He's Ant-Man. Yeah, like that's that's as close as analog to like a Marvel thing because he would be so happy to be there, sort of, and just like really excited and just like go get him attitude. But he's kind of like you know he's aloof. Uh, but yeah, I also think Shazam just as a character works kind of well in Justice League. Like when mm-hmm. I think when I think of Justice League now, I think of him more than like a Martian Manhunter or a cyborg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like especially in the yeah. cartoons, they've been kind of putting Shazam into more stuff. Um, he's he's a he can do. Almost everything Superman can do, but he he can he doesn't have the magic weakness as much. Yeah. Um, so I guess full spoilers. Obviously, like this is probably going to come out way before the movie. Yeah. So obviously, right. yeah, I don't think it comes saw, out for another two weeks. Yeah, we saw a special screening. Yeah, um, it was and the review embargo lifted, so I don't have any qualms about releasing this. But it's getting really good reviews. It's at like a ninety three on Rotten Tomatoes. People yeah. are loving it, which I was like, huh? I like, I was like, did I miss something? Like, I, I like, I give it like a solid B, B plus, maybe, I, but like, I might go B minus. But I had a bad theater experience. Ah, uh, okay. Um, you know, in Red Letter Media, how like he'll talk about how much he hates going to the movies. Like yeah. I, this was one of those times where I had one of those. Yeah. Um, there was a dude behind us who apparently was. Well, I have a. I'm gonna go on a mini tangent here, but. There's a dude behind us who talked the entire fucking time. During the Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer, he was, like, quoting Ken Watanabe, like, as he was saying, like, the lines and stuff. He'd be like, so you'd say that we'd be Godzilla's pet, or Godzilla would be our pet? And he'd be like, no, we'd be his. And he's just, like, kept saying that and then, like, let them fight. And he was just like, right away, I was like, oh, this guy's going to so I, I never told him to shut up, which I should have, because it kind of... He kept pointing out when it wasn't Philadelphia and when it was Toronto. He kept going, <laughs> no, that's Toronto. That's Toronto. I, like, he, he, that dude ruined it for me. It was like a packed theater. And really? it was just a lot of, like, snack noises and, like, people getting up and moving around at, like, weird times. I'm like, well, I'm like why are you getting up as the finale is starting? I'm like, what are you do? What's happening here? I don't know. I, I, and it made me more cynical while I was watching the movie, and it's not a movie that... It didn't break through my cynicism, and I think if I didn't wasn't feeling that way, I would have enjoyed it more. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think the theater experience has a lot to do with it. What movie... I was in a movie recently where someone was talking the entire fucking time, too. I think it was Captain Marvel. Ugh. And it's I, a Marvel movie. I'm it's, just like shut the fuck up like mm. I'm not here to, like I paid money too you know like I'm sorry like I see why people are over movies theater like yeah. going to see I, it's it's like you know, I just wait a couple more months pay a lot less money and mm. watch it on a screen that's a little smaller yeah um, but but it's it sucks because like some of those movies are like fun to see this dude would literally laughed at everything too 
So like I didn't even like I was like I don't even want to laugh at shit because I was like fuck this guy. Yeah, it, uh, it, it takes over. It, like it it really does. Like that's in the forefront of your thoughts is like you're just waiting for him to say something. Yeah, because anyway. but also it was like stuff that's not really jokes. I was like, well, I don't you know what's happening. Apparently they were drinking the whole time, and at the end of the movie, this is my tangent theory. I, this has no basis, but at the end of the movie, um, one of my friends said that they were drinking the whole time, and I was just like, okay, that makes sense. When I went to the bathroom, there was a little Evan Williams bottle in the corner. And I saw it and I was like, oh, my old friend. Uh, and then I had the thought where I was just like, Shazam in the movie is supposed to be Billy's like ultimate potential realized. I was like, oh, fuck, that guy behind me was my anti-Shazam. Like, that could have been nightmare me, like, in, like, another 15 years, just being drunk, seeing a fucking children's movie and just, like, shouting, that's not, that's not Philadelphia. Just, <laughs> that's that right. Well, like, yes, Andrew is from Philly, so... Uh, do you want to do this segment I, now? Do <laughs> you want to just dive in? I'm going to let Andrew talk about Philly and how... Well, let me, let me talk about the movie a little bit first, yeah. and then we can get into the Philly stuff. It's like, that, that was a weird experience also watching the movie, because I feel like I've never seen a big budget movie that like this that was in Philly like I've always wanted to see a superhero movie in Philadelphia and I haven't seen Glass so is Billy Batson from Philly and like is cause like is Philadelphia real in the DC well universe? that's what like, I was I I feel like all of the cities are fake in DC but they also aren't you know like yeah. like Metropolis is in like Delaware Jersey area or Gotham <laughs> and Gotham's like New York Harbor like it's it's but like yeah. New York exists so I was, like, That's, curious. We were as talking to, about that when we were leaving the theater where we are like, oh, I guess everything else in these movies counts. So Gotham and Metropolis and all the Aquaman underwater bullshit is real and also just Philadelphia, <laughs> which is really funny to think about where it's just like... Well, Anderson oh, Cooper okay. exists too, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Nancy Grace. Isn't Nancy yeah. Grace on... Uh, uh, Patrick BGS. Wilson is Orm and also the president. The, president, the voice <laughs> of the president. Uh, that's weird. He could have. I would have loved to see where Patrick Wilson meets the president, and it's President. Patrick oh Wilson. man, um, it does have a, a, the name has a presidential name, Patrick Wilson. That is um, a good presidential name. But I, I think overall, I, I I ruined a couple things from the movie too. I heard a couple of rumors about some of the villains that appear. And that the Shazam family probably appears. Spoiler alert. And then they do. But at the beginning of the movie, because it was a special early screening, which also I love the fact DC is doing this, because it, it kind of feels like, like oh, I can get this out of the way a week or so early. Mm -hmm. um, but right before the movie starts, like Zachary Levi is just like, the last thing he said, he kind of introduces it with the two other kid actors. and he, They welcome you to the shazam -ly. And I was like, oh, okay, so they're definitely going to Shazam up a couple other characters. Oh, I, 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 I did. I was wondering what that meant because I actually really didn't even know about the Shazam family. Mm. Um, so I was, was like, rumored. oh, okay, like word, yeah, that's that's that, cool. That to, and the the Seven Deadly Sins, I kind of spoiled for myself by reading rumors online. It was, um, both were in execution though, were delightful. Yeah, uh, that the Seven Deadly Sins in a couple in a number of shots looked like they were practical. Yeah, I mean, the director, I forget his name. Uh, David Samberg, I think. Came from horror background, so maybe he, Annabelle. Quick, sorry. He probably, yeah, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but he did Annabelle, one of the sequels, and this, like Aquaman, has a hidden Annabelle in it. Did you see that? I didn't catch the Annabelle, no. 
in the pawn shop in the opening in the beginning of the movie it's just like there and I'm like why is this like a why are the conjuring the conjuring boys are at it again oh boy it's kind of weird but. Yeah, I feel like, uh, dude, horror directors really do superhero movies really well. I don't know why. Raimi, uh, Richard Donner did The Omen, <laughs> and then Superman, uh, James Wan, Sandberg. Um, who else? There's a couple more. I, I don't know if Sandberg was great, because I feel like the directing was the thing that brought... Like, this movie feels a couple steps away from really being something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of the direction and execution was just wacky. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was my issue, where it's like some of the, the way it looked just kind of wasn't interesting. And yeah, it, well, a lot of it, too, it's only... I looked at the budget, it was 80 to $100 million, so it was, mm. like, really cheap. It was, like, almost around, like, Deadpool level. Mm. Like, like Deadpool was, like, 60. Like 60 or so it was, like, probably... But... So it does have that, like, little cheaper looking. Yeah. Um... Because Deadpool, like, I, when I rewatched it recently, I was like, mm, it does look like 60 million in some places. Um, yeah. But that being said, it kind of gets everything else right. Like, some, yeah, some of the dialogue I thought was a little off putting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, overall, I think it hits a lot of the marks that all the other movies, it's like the inverse, the antithesis of like the DC movies lately. It's like visually, it's a little less interesting, mm-hmm. but the characters are good. The performances are probably a little better and it, it has more heart and just kind of captures the essence of like what these movies are about. And yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's super meta, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and self-referential, but yeah, I think, I think there were like, I, it's, it's a continuing in the right direction, I think for DC. Yeah. I think they're like, not, they're not like failing anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like up until like Wonder Woman, every, except for like Man of Steel to us at least, but mm-hmm. most people are like, it's basically Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and now, and now Shazam are like the general successes. Yeah, and this is probably number three out of the three of those. Like yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I would say so. Yeah, but its third act is fucking gangbusters. Like it is strong. It, it ends on a on a multiple high notes. I think. Um, but I I agree. I think a lot of the moments are it has everything, but I I just I just felt like there is something lacking in the direction or or. or some of the story because like a couple things get glazed over pretty quickly I feel like I'm floating more on the negative side on this but I, I did enjoy a lot of it but I feel like his buddy um, Freddy like accepts that Billy is Shazam like they, they like that is like a, maybe a minute and a half of the movie then he's just like mm-hmm. oh okay let's find out what your superpowers are like yeah. right away there um, needed to be maybe like another scene of him still like rejecting him, like maybe at mm-hmm. school or something, like next day, or or he's not there. I don't know, but yeah, because in Big, I, I, the best co- comparison is Big. I think and that's, they do, that's uh, what he, they're going for, and they they end up he ends up on a piano at yeah. one point. Minutes, so yeah, it was a little on the nose, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but it was it was like. <coughs> For for people that didn't know what they were going for, like when you're watching the movie, you're catching on to it, and then that's yeah. like confirming, yeah, like yes, this is 
Which I think a, is a good direction to do. I think it's a smart pitch for that movie. It's like, he can't be exactly like Superman because he kind of is. Mm. And so, like, how do we spin this in terms of, like, Hollywood making a two-hour movie work? Yeah. Um, and be interesting and not be more of the same. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was and wasn't more of the same. But, like, uh, yeah, the big stuff all worked. Like, all the... the <laughs> there were certain things that also, like... Okay, so I want to talk about the emotional core of the movie, which is Billy's a foster kid, and he's looking for his mom because they, there's a, one of the most effective things in the movie is early on there's a flashback to Billy when he was a kid and how he got separated from his mom and ended up in foster care, which was he was at the Philadelphia uh, event, which is not a real thing, but we can talk about that. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you about that. We'll talk about the Philadelphia. That'll be in the Philadelphia segment. Um, so he's at the Philadelphia winter uh, Christmas parade thing, which also side note, this definitely had the Aquaman release date slot. And then something happened where this got pushed back like a hundred percent. Cause this is a Christmas movie basically. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so he's at this like Philadelphia thing, uh, and he gets separated from his mom. And like the way that he remembers it is like, they're having the best day ever. And it's like, really, like she was trying to win him a tiger, but instead won him a compass. And it's like, well, keep this with you. You'll never lose your way. Um, he like drops it and then lets go of her hand for a second and then gets lost in the crowd and then tries to find the cops and she never shows up and then he ends up in foster care and he bounces around house to house and so now that he's old enough he's kind of like running around trying to find her later on in the movie his foster siblings uh end up tracking her down because one of them is like a hacker and all the other kids are really nice and they're trying to like you know welcome to the family they track down his mom and he goes to visit her uh, and she's, she's like surprised, doesn't really want to see him. And then they do this really good, it's really effective where they show the same flashback, but from her perspective, and they film it completely differently. There's not like, like the lighting and, and it, it, the lighting's different. And like her attitude and everything is a lot more different. And she, she's just like, look, I was 17, which they don't, which ties into a bit that runs throughout the movie where when he turns into Shazam, he does not know how old anyone else is. And he does, especially ladies. He's just like, Oh yeah, I think I'm like the same age as you. Or like, he keeps up. Like there's that one woman who he saves in the park who ultimately just gives them money. Cause she's like afraid of them. Uh, and he keeps calling her old ladies. She's like, I'm, I'm probably like the same age as you. And he's like, Oh, okay. Which is like a good bit, but it ties into like his idea of his mom. When, when we see at the beginning, like when she brings up that she's 17 like late or was 17 at the time it's like oh fuck I didn't really get that vibe they do a real that was really effective I I, it did feel a little too melodramatic and like she didn't really have a like she basically reveals like oh I saw you with the cops but I realized that they do they they you do better without me um which is like upsetting and that was that scene got me really bummed out i was just like damn like it's they went there yeah and and i I don't know if it was just maybe i felt a little melodramatic but also it was like she didn't really have a good reason and it's like maybe that's just the upsetting thing there but i i I, that worked for me yeah no i really like that a lot um i also gives her the compass and she says well what the hell is this that's exactly. Right. That. It's just like for. It's just like oh fuck. Like, 
damn. Because, like, you're put in that position of, like, you're that kid, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Like, what do I do now? What, yeah. what, ha- what happens now? And then also... I thought I liked the detail of like he doesn't know his mom's first name. Yeah. Because she's just mom. She's mom. Exactly. And I was like, ah, so he's like looking at all these different uh, Batsons. And I was like, ah, shit. Like that. That's like, damn. Um, yeah. That's so, that really, that stuff worked, but I, I, it did feel super heavy for what the rest of the movie was. Like it felt yeah. weird. Almost, but I still like I, I don't know, it still worked, you know. I, I, it was also like it can be these movies can be like have real issues and not be super depressing because, like, yeah, it didn't linger on it. I, because, I, like, I'm trying to figure out who this movie's for, you know, like, because there are moments that would definitely yeah. scare kids, like, a lot of them, yeah. Uh, and my cousin, uh or my cousin's husband posted that he took the kids to go see it on Facebook and was just basically talked about how there was language and some scary moments, but like the kids loved it, but he's just like the, the beginning of his like Facebook post was mostly about just kind of like, ah. yeah, so that is a good point. It is like, I don't know. Cause as a like 26 year old, I enjoyed it. And I saw like, I could see like 13 year olds really liking it. Like it's probably made for kids. Like, his age, I feel, because it's not yeah. s- scary to the point where I would like wouldn't see it as a like 13, 12, 13 year old kid. Yeah. But I don't know if like five year olds or like six, seven, eight. Yeah, maybe. the deadly sins are creepy looking. They're like the scariest Ghostbusters monsters. Yeah, it was. I got, yeah, I got like. Someone said, I think a review, like an early like tweet a couple weeks ago was like, this is like if Raimi did a DC movie. And I was like, hmm. okay. Yeah. Like I, I could see that for sure. Yeah. I, I could see bits of Raimi in there and like, mm-hmm. yeah, some of the, like some of the CGI obviously was lacking, but like at the same time, based on how people are receiving it, like that shit doesn't matter. It really doesn't no. like, you just need to like make it happen and like show yep. what's happening. Like, yeah, it's great if you have really good CGI and it looks really cool. But if the story and the characters aren't likable, doesn't really matter. Exactly. And the characters in this overall are pretty likable. And Billy's like not a great protagonist. I did like the detail of this. He was the like the wizard Shazam looks fucking stupid. And there's no two ways around that. Um, yeah. He looks fucking stupid. And every time he showed up on screen, my friend was laughing the whole time. And then also every time the bad guy showed up, just started bursting out laughing. Um, but I like the detail of Shazam has been looking for. Let me talk about this. I liked that it opens with a pretty extended flashback of the bad guy, Dr. Savannah. Yeah. Um, Thaddeus Savannah. He, he, the first like five ish minutes at least are his origin story. Yeah. And then he gets his villain powers like long before Billy gets Shazammed up. Um, it, the pacing in the first half is kind of weird as a result, but like I did like that they spent enough time being like, like developing that. Also the first person you see on screen, I believe is the crazy doctor whose name escapes me from yep. Batman and Robin. John Glover. Uh, he's Lionel Luther in Smallville too. Yep. Yep. He's uh, a, yep. you're going to have time to die or whatever the fuck he says. in uh, Batman and Robin. He's also like a, <laughs> therapist or something like that and at the very end of Batman Forever I think 
He's also he's in uh, Gremlins too. He's he's Daniel uh, Clamp. Daniel Clamp. Clamp Industries. <laughs> anyway, I really like though that they spent a lot of time like developing him, and he shows up. He finds a way back to Shazam's lair, and then he steals the power of the Seven Deadly Sins and gets like a crazy eye, and then. Uh, weakens the wizard Shazam so he can really only like he's been tr- testing out different people Savannah as a kid went and he was tested by Shazam and the seven deadly sins and ultimately failed his test to find out if he was pure of heart and in the like 30 ish 30 40 years or whatever in between he'd been testing countless other individuals and everyone failed Billy isn't necessarily the best pick he was just the last one and it was like you're gonna have to fucking do yeah and I really liked that aspect of it where it was like, he probably wouldn't have passed the test otherwise, but I, that, that was a good, that was a good wrinkle to it that they didn't dwell on, but it was like a nice thing to kind of keep in the back of your mind. Well, also like the test isn't even there anymore. They're gone. They're Mm -hmm. inside Mark strong. So Mm -hmm. it's like, all right, this is, I gotta, I gotta do this. Yeah. And I gotta go shoot Captain Marvel. So, <laughs> Digimon Houston. Yeah, uh, he's he's great, but it's, he just looks fucking ridiculous. He looks like Vitruvius from the Lego movie. If he was like, black yeah, <laughs> uh, or like a high school theater production of like of something with that like whole movie. set looked ridiculous. I loved it. It was like Power Rangersy because it had the big yeah, lightning bolt. Yeah, like, it was it was like the Power Rangers meets like. I don't know, fucking something from the eighties, like the never ending story. Like it had like, yeah. uh, like one of those goofy like fantasy, goofy eighties fantasy movies. Yeah. And like there's elements of that, of that in the movie throughout, which is good. Again, with the, the fact that the seven deadly sins sometimes just look like goofy puppets or goofy dudes in suits. And I think, and also there's that weird part where they opened up a door in the Monsters, Inc. room where it was just a bunch of crocodiles and suits playing poker. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is great. Uh, yeah, I was like waiting for like DC references. They might have already been DC references. Like I, yeah. I was a little confused by that, but I feel like the they're one, Easter eggs. Someone got like that. attacked by like a tentacle and it looked like it was from something else. And I, I just, Like Swamp I Thing or something maybe. Like that's that was my guess. I thought there was gonna be a swamp thing. I thought initially that was swamp thing, but yeah. it, I, it was more alien and it looked, it looked familiar. I just don't. Know what it was. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I mean, I, I've seen so many tentacles in media that I I, I can't figure it out. Um, and you know I you know I love uh, the. <laughs> It's true, dude. So a lot, a lot of tentacle monster. I think there's a tentacle monster in like every new Star Wars movie, right? There's a weird Wrath Tars or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, the Rogue One, Brain Solo. One. Yeah, uh, there's one in Solo. Last Jedi does Last Jedi have a tentacle beast? Probably at the casino. I think there's a lady who goes, oh! and I think she has some weird tentacles, but. Uh, yeah um so no but like yeah there was some really there was some really interesting shit in it like mm -hmm. uh, the whole like when the doctor just disintegrates because she touches the door it's like so fucking hard at that laughs so hard it's like (laughs) there's so much 
like her hair burns away and her face is still there and she's just like, oh, I laughed really fucking hard at that. I was like, why? Why the fuck did that happen? What was that? Um, Out of nowhere. Um, That that was some Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow shit right there. That happens in that movie. At one point, someone gets like some doctor tries to run through a door and gets zapped by like a lightning bolt and turns to a skeleton. And it's the funniest shit in the world. Uh, How did this get made? did an episode on Sky Captain and they said it was the worst movie they've ever done I fucking I thoroughly enjoy that movie I I was really upset when they were really ragging on it I was like oh man it's bad (laughs) it's bad I know but I kind of dig it for some reason yeah I mean there yeah what else so do you want to talk about the the Shazamly family Shazam family yeah, we can talk about that. Um, yeah, well, I, don't I know didn't see it. it coming. It has two of the original Justice League George Miller actors. Adam Brody was supposed to be Flash. Really? And uh, DJ Catrona uh, with the beard was originally Superman in George Miller's Justice League. Is he the green beard. one? He's he was the Pedro? Beard, yeah, bearded guy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was originally Superman. School and the little girl whose name escapes me, she was a better Flash in her 15 minutes at the end than the Flash in Justice League. She didn't trip every fucking time. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, that's why I loved that, like how they did Flash in Justice League because his running mechanics are fucking terrible. Yeah. It's like, it's like so weird. It's kind of ironic. Like, that's, I think that's kind of what they were, but that's like, it's like classic Zack Snyder, like trying to tell a joke and it just not working. Like, get it? The Flash can't really run, but he's still fat, like, just because of his... I don't know. Um, Just have him run normal. (laughs) Why? What are you doing? It's like he's, like, skating almost. I think that was what they were, like, he's, he's like, a speed skater. Um, But... It's weird. Well, that's, that's, um... That's uh, Megan Good. She's in a lot of stuff. She's in, um... She plays the new boss in Anchorman 2... Um, she's in Californication for a season. She's in a lot of stuff. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, who else? I, I love that the Asian kid was like seven feet tall. <laughs> I also love how like fake their muscle suits look. I, I just like, just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, just go for it. They're kids. They all look like cartoon characters. And yeah. It's great. And yeah. I really, I really did enjoy how big and bright and dumb his suit was with the fake muscles and like, Zachary Levi got like fucking huge to do the movie, but still it's like they padded like, it. Yeah, they padded it on purpose and it really fucking works where he just looks like a big, goofy fucking idiot. And it's it's really delightful. I was just confused. I was like, so they can can they all Shazam now? Like I, that, that was my thing. I was like, how do you do a sequel? The other thing was there's seven seats at the at the throne room of Shazam and there's only six of them. I thought the parents or one of the parents was going to get Shazam as well. Uh, but then they didn't. So I think the seventh seat is probably Black Adam. Yeah. Um, That's what I was. I was expecting one of them to be Black Adam and just the rock show because he produced the movie. Yeah. I was like, where? All right. When's like even in the uh, post credit scene, they didn't do it. Um, Let's talk about that fucking post credit scene, which was, the, I think, probably the best part of the movie. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So I think in the opening scene or the first time they go to the Wizard Shazam's like lair, there's like this shot of them like walking in and like out of focus right in the foreground is uh, it's like a glass kind of like case. And then it kind of goes slowly, slowly. It really takes the time to slowly get into focus and show you that there's like a weird caterpillar worm in there. 
and it's kind of like just to establish oh there's some weird stuff in here then when they but it, I also was like oh, I guess that's some reference to something like that. I don't know what it is. um felt like the Mothra thing in uh, uh Godzilla 2014 mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the then when they go back when Billy goes back or when Savannah goes back a second time uh, when he's when he's an adult no I think it's when Billy goes back because then the place is kind of trashed uh they they hang on that being broken. So at the end of the movie, Savannah has been defeated. He gets all the seven sins and the eye removed from him. So he loses his power and he's, uh, uh, writing, uh, symbols on the wall, which, which I nudged my friend. And I was just like, those are hieroglyphics. I can tell. Cause I was just in Egypt. Uh, <laughs> Henry Jones jr. Bro. Henry Jones jr. Uh, I was just in Egypt. Everybody. Um, the, <laughs> Then uh, he's like writing all this shit, and then he like runs it. His like pencil breaks or something. He's like, "Oh no!" And I thought he was gonna summon Black Adam, or like start writing in blood, and then Black Adam as the Rock was just gonna show up, and it would have been fucking awesome. But then this crazy voice starts talking to him, and he's like looking around, and there's it's a really weird voice. It sounds like a robot. The dude who wouldn't shut the fuck up behind me was just like, "Ah, Brainiac," and I was like. But it's better than Brainiac because it's that little worm talking to him with like a robot voice box uh, about assembling a fucking team. Uh, and he's just like, OK, I was like, what the fuck was that? That is awesome. Because, uh, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I looked it up because I was like, who the fuck is that? So I Googled Shazam yeah, Caterpillar. I didn't even, yeah, I forgot to look it's it up. Mr. Mind, I think. So he ran the Monster Society of Evil. So like going back to like the 40s, that was a he's like an alien creature who's I guess a mastermind. Uh, and he basically formed the first supervillain team up or like one of the first ones in the history of comics. So it's an old villain, um, which is like awesome that that's what they're doing. And I want to talk about this in the larger scope of things. I really enjoy that the DC movies their post-credit scenes are like the inverse of the marvel ones where it's less about the heroes teaming up and it's more about the villains teaming up so like if they ever get around to justice league 2 i want it to be a fucking goofy ass cavalcade of just random ass dc villains because dc has some great villains just across the board but a lot of them are fucking ridiculous yep and i want jesse eisenberg in a dumb pinstripe suit and a fucking caterpillar with a robot voice box being the people throwing everybody together. That's the movie I need. I need, I said this in the car afterwards, I need Justice League 2 colon fuck it. <laughs> like, I just, just who gives a shit? Like, Gorilla Grodd, like, I, I yeah, a caterpillar. Charlotte, fucking look at the Suicide Squad 2 fucking lineup too, dude. I, I don't, I never actually looked at, I think when that news, uh, there's a lot of James Gunn news that broke, which I, I did want to talk about how I'm so happy he got rehired. Like, I, we don't have to talk about this in depth, but I, I, that, <laughs> that was like in a weird bubble when I was in Egypt where I had like Wi-Fi for a second. And then I saw someone on Facebook posted that and I, I didn't have enough to read the article. I could just see the headline and I was able to comment what WUT. And then like a couple days later, I finally read it and was like, I am thrilled. I don't know who to tell about this because I don't think anyone on my trip cares, but like I'm, this is really important to me, uh, which is so lame, but uh, I'm so fucking happy. It's back. It's, yeah. It's no, I agree. And uh, 
so yeah, I think I think DC is just like fuck it. Mar- if Marvel can make really weird characters work, we got a, a lot of weird characters we can make work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they they already went for a Shazam movie instead of like Flash or Martian Manhunter. You know, like they yeah. there are they're already starting to take those leaps. Um, yeah. It's so working. Aquaman is insane. Yeah, Aqu- that's true too. <laughs> I almost forgot that Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman coming out on is like the next craziest week. shit. Like after, like on top of each other, and the fact yeah. that like it works at all is amazing. But yeah, and like uh, <laughs> uh, I like that in this movie. There, it almost was like. Did they put that Aquaman A on his shirt after Aquaman came out? Like I don't know. I get it. He's wearing a lot of like merch, basically, which I kind Mm -hmm. of I I was kind of back and forth about that. I was like, I like the the idea that companies are capitalizing on superheroes. Remember Batman v Superman? He made all those (laughs) logos for everybody. Yeah, and then also (laughs) the. but it was just weird when like the new 52 S was on his backpack, you know, like it wasn't the man of steel S. So I'm like, okay, are they just like grabbing shit at target and using it as props? You know, like it's, it's, it it is. It's, it's one thing if it's like made for the movie, but that's that it was kind of like a, uh, I get it. It works for the character. Also Adam Brody looks a lot. That was a great casting. That was really good. Yeah. He's, (laughs) he is, to its fucking teeth. Yeah. And also um, they, they showed a picture of Zach Levi next to young Zach Levi next to Asher angel, the kid that plays young Billy. And mm-hmm. it's like spot on too. Yeah. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. I also, they did a, there was like one moment though, where Freddie opens up like a drawer and that's where he has a Superman bullet. You can see like headlines and one of them, there's one, I couldn't read it, but I just saw the words Lex Luthor and like Superman in the same one. So I kind of hope that they're implying that Superman and Lex Luthor have just kind of gotten into their comic book bullshit mm-hmm. since Justice League, where it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, just just have it start happening off screen and drop me into the middle of it short. Tit for tat. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Well, speaking of Superman, there is a Superman appearance, which <sighs> I think weird. was what stirred the controversy of Cavill not being part of the DC universe anymore yeah. because of that cameo. Um, he literally cut off his head in yeah. the framing. Um, and, and honestly, also, also too lean. They gave him a new suit. He has they gave like him a new suit. He has like, muscles built in, and he looks too lean. Yeah, it it looked yeah it looked weird. Um, no beef is what I'm saying. I need I need some grade A beef. You got to get Cavill back in that suit. I didn't see a, I didn't see any steak in that fucking suit. No, that yeah. was that was pure uh, potatoes and uh, potatoes. Asparagus. That, that was turkey. That was bird. We're looking straight. We're looking <laughs> look at, at straight bird right look there. Look at bird. <laughs> you look like a, a giant bird. bird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you look like a giant bird, a flightless bird. Um, yeah, it was. It was like I was like, oh, nice, but uh, whatever. Um, it was. It was a nice tag when they show their reaction. Their reaction is fucking. Was uh, maybe. I don't remember. There, well, because also Shazam's reaction is like, yeah. <laughs> like, uh. It's going back to, dude, Zach Levi is this movie. Like, He's he, so good. He's This movie wouldn't have been good if he wasn't that it good. It was starting to lose me, and then it was like, and he was just like killing him. Like, okay. I'm like, all right. All right. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's like, a, like I said, it's a B. I think, I still think, it's interesting too, because Marvel is going darker 
and DC is going lighter. And I think that's it's working because now it's like we can kind of still get levity at the movies after half yeah. of Marvel got killed, you know, and like obviously, you know, yeah. fucking end game. Yeah, but, or end game is still going to have bits. You know, it's oh probably no, gonna be sad I, yeah. for the first like act and then it's going to start getting more fun. But also they've earned being kind of everyone being kind of sad. Yeah, you know no, I mean, I mean like, it's it's their their dark second part. It's their Dark Knight. It's their Empire. It's like, yeah, it's it's earned, but also just like stepping outside of that. Now that we can get still a little bit of everything when we see superhero movies, it's not yeah. just all all camp or all dark. Yeah, so it, it could have been trending in that direction of DC just staying dark and Marvel getting dark, and now it's just like every movie is depressing. Yeah. But, but it's not. No, it's good. I I, yeah. I think I think this is a step in the right direction. I another step in the right direction. I'm yeah. sure Wonder Woman eighty four is gonna be great. Um, yeah, that has the potential also to be fucking ridiculous too. Yeah, and Kristen Wiig's gonna be cheetah. And I was talking to you. I was like, if she's campy at all, it's gonna be fucking amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I can't I can't see it not having a level of camp mm-hmm. at that it's point. Be a cat woman. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be awesome. Um, uh, what else? Let's uh, talk about the great city of brotherly love. Uh, Shazam takes place in Philadelphia, as we already said. And I want to talk about their depiction of Philadelphia in this movie. Uh, Philadelphia is in this movie the following things uh, the Philadelphia Museum of Art, City Hall, that freeway from Deadpool, uh, which apparently is just above the city. Uh, the, uh, the Philadelphia event, and an underground mall? <laughs> which... Uh, has oh, and a also, subway, it has like a subway line in it, right? Oh yeah, the Market Frankfurt line is real, and then they, he looks at the... when he gets off, and there's a good gag where he, it opens up, and it's the, the Shazam wizard temple, and he goes steps, steps aside to look at the map to see like, oh, is this my stop? And then he goes, which is a good gag. That was um, good. The guy behind me laughed really hard, but that—that uh, <laughs> that is the Market Frankfurt Line uh, map, in case you were wondering. There is no fucking way in hell that is an actual SEPTA train. Uh, also, I, I nudge my friend because a lot of them, like, I haven't really, I don't ride the train that much, but when I did, I hope they still have these ads, but um, they would always have ads for an attorney whose name was Justin M. Bieber. And so I, turned, I like, nudged my, my friend. I was like, Sam, they should really have a Justin Bieber attorney ad in here. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> which would have been great. Uh, you can't buy beer from a 7-Eleven. Uh, the, the, I feel like I talked about this in a previous time when we talked about one of the trailers, but you can't buy beer from a 7-Eleven. It has to be from, like, a pizza place or a deli. That's where you can get six packs. It's really weird laws here. And I had a hard time coming back from college. That. Yeah, when I came back from college, I was just trying to find a six pack somewhere, and I kept going to beer distributors and stuff like that. And they don't, they don't, beer distributors don't sell six packs; they You're sell right. full cases. It's yes. really weird. I remember when I was in Pittsburgh, we had to go to like a beer store to get yep. beer. And I was thinking about it today. I almost would have loved if he had like they they wrote that in. It would have been a really unnecessary distraction for the whole movie, where it's just he's. I, I like I don't know like where the fuck are we supposed to have a pizza place what like they they keep trying to go to places like I don't know I'm not from here um clearly uh, clearly not written by Philadelphians not real Philly dudes uh there's Gino steaks at one point uh that was, that was great the fucking cop he's like no 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 <laughs> yeah 
was really funny. The which like sure like that uh, sure. that uh, gotta get it in there. Um, the uh, the Ponce shop looked a lot like the exterior from the stereo store that they that Charlie gets shot in front of and the gang turns black. <laughs> I was which, I weirdly <laughs> enough was thinking about that. That no that that wasn't that would have maybe been in the suburbs, but uh, that that uh, store that wouldn't have been in the heart of the city. Uh, I don't believe. Um, I saw it with a couple people. I saw it with Tom and a uh, friend of the show, Tom, and uh, he was in town uh, this weekend. He uh, he was trying to figure out where Philadelphia was, and he was like, "From when they were up on the roof." Uh, yeah, it looked like that yeah. Was, he was like, "It looked like that was probably in North Philly, which is that's the place to put it because no one knows what the fuck goes on in North Philly." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's a very good point. I don't know anything about North Philly." Uh, there is an event at Penn's Landing. Uh, that they do it's like a winter kind of carnival festival i forget what it's called it's called like winter landing or something like that uh which when they showed the trailers and stuff i thought it was just straight up that but then they made up a thing for it and it's just like in a random part of the city i was like okay yeah uh, there, it's like in the middle yeah there is no freeway above the city that like <laughs> that they kept yeah, going back to I, I was thinking that i was like i don't remember seeing anything like that in philly uh-huh. I've never had an experience watching a movie like this where I can tell when it's like, oh, that's clearly not at all anywhere in the city. I don't remember that, like, hearing news that they were filming this in the city. And according to the dude behind me, it was all Toronto, so. Yeah, I looked online because I, I was curious. They did, they obviously shot the shit that they needed to in Philly, but I, most of it. Kept it quiet, was, I guess. I feel like I yeah. would have heard something. But, uh, yeah. Otherwise, it's just really the art museum steps. I mean, they probably, yeah, they probably just shot all the plates in Philly, really. Like, they probably didn't even, yeah. like, they are probably fucking sitting in a studio in Toronto or, mm-hmm. or fucking Vancouver. Uh, they fly past City Hall, and then Dr. Savannah shoots a lightning bolt, and I was like, oh, no, no, no. And it hits Billy Penn uh, on top of City Hall. And it, when it happened, I threw my hands up and went, no! I yelled no really loud, and a bunch of other people booed, which was an incredible moment. Um... <laughs> and then Billy Penn's like half of his head like lands on the ground. And I don't think it's anywhere close to being that big. I uh, was very thrown off by that. Yeah, that was, was some like, escape from New York clo- poster Cloverfield bullshit right there with the Statue of Liberty's head. What did um, it crush again? It crushed like a truck or something. It was the love statue, which I can't remember. Honestly, I don't remember where the fuck the love statue is. I don't think it's out in front of city. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I, I I got the impression that I was like, I don't really know Philly that well, but I feel like this isn't entirely accurate. The uh, the shopping mall, I don't know what that was supposed to be. Uh, weird that they kept going back to that Santa. It's just another thing. That, that was a weird choice. I love that guy. <laughs> it, still, was, was like, it was really weird. I was like, okay, but it, every time you did, it was like fucking hilarious. Yeah, I was like, what? what? This is random as fuck. Um, the... Uh, that's a Raimi uh, thing, dude. That's like a total Raimi thing to do. Yeah. Just like pick a just, random extra and just be like, all right, you're going to be, we're going to cut to you for like the audience uh, surrogate of like what's going on. I, there is a video essay I watched out long ago that just talks about how amazing the extras are throughout the Spider-Man movies, but especially the first one, the extras are insane. It's Spider-Man. Like <laughs> They should have, I, if I could change anything about this movie, I would get more, real Philadelphians to be extras and have them like record ADR and like just, just to like, I would get like, I was like waiting for a Sonny reference or something. Like, give me like a Mac cameo. If he's like, I don't know. The fact there's no Sonny actors like that was kind of surprising, but also like 
there was nothing that was in trends like they they make a point to make it Philadelphia, but then there's nothing that really happens that's exclusive to the city. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, not a it's not a character. It's not it's not you know it's not like New York in in our in our story. You know, it's not it's like a real character. Uh, they. Uh, <laughs> Um, it, it's it doesn't nice. really do anything or add anything to be in Philadelphia, which was kind of a bummer. And I was thinking about it today. You know what would have made the movie ten thousand times better? What? If in the final battle, Shazam threw the Liberty Bell at Doctor Savannah. Like, give me that. Like, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Because well, like, also a teenager would do that. Where he gets punched in there, and then like we're having like lightning bolt the crack. Like I don't know, he hits him with it, and it like breaks. It cracks again. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like dong. Like there, that's a gag. That's a big dumb gag. Like, oh, sorry. And then I don't know, but yeah. that would have made it incredible. I like the uh, scale. It was a small scale. Yeah, uh, it was perfect for like. And there is there are shots that kind of reminded me of Man of Steel when they're like flying through the city punching each other, which I thought was cool. There was one cool shot where it's uh I can't remember which street it is. Whatever. I should know, but it's like you see 30th Street Station in the background and they're just shooting down the skyline of like Center City and, and it looks very Man of Steel like and I was like, Oh no, that's hack that's real. I'm like, that's yeah. the city right there. That's cool. And so then get, I've always wanted to see that. Like they don't get punched through the Comcast building. Which has a weird like tower of light on top of it. Like punch mm-hmm. someone through that. Like why the fuck not? It's it's just a bunch of light. I'm looking out my window where I can see it right now, but I don't know. Yeah, it, there's it was, there's like one shot. Like they restrain it to like he gets thrown through a building, but he only gets like smashed into the glass. Yeah, it doesn't like he doesn't like go through the building, and the building doesn't like fall down after him. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 restrained, but also has like a similar feel of man of yeah. steel and it, it was cool it's it's the, like if yeah the siblings go out of their way to save other people which i really like and he doesn't he saves some people but it's also people who he puts in danger and then there's a really nice moment where at the fair which is also at that's where the final battle is he uh sees somebody in the the dark game which is where he lost his mom and he wanted to get a tiger and like in his flashback it's like I want to get a tiger. But then in her version, it's like, eh, I want to get a tiger. And he's just being really fucking annoying. And it's a dad and a daughter. And he gives the little girl a tiger. He tells her to like, hold on to it. And then like, it's a really sweet moment where it's like, oh, that's more his, that's him being a hero. But then I also thought it was weird because at the end of the movie, you see them again. And I was like, I guess the implication here is if he didn't give her that tiger and save her, that dad was just going to abandon her. But, ooh, um, <laughs> that is that is where my the mind tiger, went. That's the, also ha- only like a half a joke. But <laughs> the tiger is the hinge on what his relationship with his daughter is. It's mm-hmm. like this tiger saved our like relationship. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good moment though. I did. I really like yeah. that. And I, you're right. I, the going back to that flashback, it, that was ex- well executed because I was like, she doesn't look young in the first time you see it and then like they make her look a little younger the second time yeah because like when you're that young you don't know like you said you don't, you don't know. know you're just like my mom is my mom that's mm-hmm. it so and that, it is that was that was well done work that it's like a gag too later where he just doesn't know um, um i'm trying to think if there's anything else there's anything else to talk about this one no i love mark strong's a great villain always um he's just like I, I, I'm glad they didn't kill him. I didn't think they would. 
but I do like that they're not killing all the bad guys right now. Because like I do think if they do a Justice League two, they're just gonna be like, let's bring all the fucking villains back. It's gonna be weird. Joe Mangello is gonna be there. He's gonna bring his sword. Uh, Michael Shannon's corpse. Uh, <laughs> they re they re resurrect him. <laughs> Uh, they reopen the Phantom Zone and Fiora or whatever comes out. Oh, she was so good. I would love to see her come back. And Christopher Maloney's just like, oh my god. They reopen the Phantom Zone. Don't, don't. Dude, dude, imagine if he came back and he's got like Jesus hair and he's just like, I've been fighting, I've been fighting demons in the Phantom Zone for like five years. And he just is like, and he's just crazy. He becomes fucking Gene from wet hot he's just like a hardened like ptsd like <laughs> you, you, you've never you've never seen what i've seen i need to see that movie that's the movie i want and it, but he has to fight the caterpillar at the end and then also starro they're just gonna bring starro in because again fuck it who cares i thought i thought the caterpillar in the credit scene was gonna be mr mitsipidilic I was like, are they going to do it? I thought it was too. I was like, because it's like a little guy. I was like, are they going to do this? And his voice was kind of whimsical and weird sounding. Yeah, and they were going to, he was talking about magic and Mr. Mitzpillick is magic. And like, I mean, they're definitely introducing magic now. Like, that's a thing. Mm -hmm. So I can, I, Mitzpillick's not. He's not off base. He's not off the radar. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Dinklage is fucking Mitzpillick. Oh no, Martin Short. <laughs> yeah, that's that makes more sense. That'd be really great, wouldn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> he's kind of like a old timey jokester too. Like any you, you like, oh god, a shtick would be so annoying. Basically, like fighting the genie. Yeah, you know what I mean, kind of yeah, Smith's genie. <laughs> Speaking, all right, yeah, that trailer was the new trailer. Kind of restored my faith in that movie. Yeah, I still a little bit. I mean, like I uh, as much as I could give a shit about live action remakes of Disney movies, but yeah. uh, it's just you know, like Beauty and the Beast didn't need it, didn't really care for it. Um, it's probably going to be more along the lines of Beauty and the Beast than like uh, Jungle Book. Book. Yeah, yeah, Jungle Book was like pretty badass. I thought that was I thought that was a movie that like, do we need it? No. Am I mad? We got it. Absolutely not. No, it was. I saw it. I was like, that was the most pleasant movie I've seen in a while. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I used to make really good Disney movie <laughs> remakes. So yeah. Okay, yeah, bro. Uh, yeah. I was in Maid. Uh, <laughs> uh, Taika Waititi is going to be IG88 in the upcoming Mandalorian, which I'm uh, directing. And, uh, he's doing a couple episodes. And, uh, great having him in the booth. He's just uh, 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 um, Got omelet droid in the back Just pumping out omelets <laughs> um, Do you want to talk about Captain Marvel briefly? Like, Yeah I, Yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't love it Afterwards because I, like, uh, I don't think we have to do a full segment on it Because it didn't sound like you wanted to talk about too much but the, No uh, I, I'm down I just I didn't want to know if I could do a whole other hour on it I don't want to do an hour on it No, no I want to do like 10 minutes maybe. Yeah <laughs> I, that was the first one in a while where I was like, I don't really want to rewatch that, which is rare. Most of the Marvel movies, even the weaker ones, I'm like, I kind of want to give it another go, see if I like it more. But like Ant-Man and the Wasp, for example, I was like, I think I might like that a lot more second time. This, I was like, I got it. I got it. There, yeah. There wasn't anything that really jumped out to make me want to 
rewatch it and just kind of like I don't know. But since I've it's been like a week or so since I've seen it, like mm-hmm. almost a week. I saw a lot of movies. I saw three movies this week. I saw Us earlier, which there's a lot to unpack. I, the, I, um, we should do an episode on that. I'll see it this week if you want. I'm down. I don't. Yeah. I'm down to mix it up. It, but <laughs> no, the, uh, I mean, we can just talk about it. I mean, yeah. no, I'm down. Because um, as I've been thinking about it all day, I, I think I liked it a lot more than I was initially feeling. It's, it's a, it's a, it's interesting. That's usually yeah. how good movies, uh, like Annihilation, it's like one of those, like, this movie's going to kind of last, I think. Maybe yeah. that's maybe the kind of impression you might have. It's sloppier. It's definitely a sophomore movie. It feels a little unbreakable, like where it's like it feels that that's the closest comparison I feel like I can make without saying a lot. Where it's like Unbreakable's great, but is it the Sixth Sense? Not quite. Mm-hmm. Is it as efficient? Maybe not. But does it have a lot, a lot of interesting things to say? Like yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Um, and there's an actor in it who I'm just not, I, I don't know how much you know about it, but one of the actors and I had no idea he was fucking in it and what are you going to love? Um, okay. That's all I'm going to say. When you're going to see right. the credits, you're going to see that name. I out loud went, what? <laughs> uh, and I was really happy about it. I didn't know he was in it. You might know, but uh, anyway, uh, I don't want to write, but anyway, yeah. So I saw Captain Marvel, Shazam, and then that, um, but yeah, Captain Marvel, uh, it, it just, starts to like use comedy too much almost as it goes through to just kind of deflate itself and then like the last like 20 minutes it's like here's a bunch of prequel problems and I'm like what? Yeah dude like it felt like a not great flashback episode before the season yeah. finale it's like it felt like a filler before the season finale and yeah. like I would have much rather have had a cold open origin story in Endgame of Captain Marvel like that would have been cool as fuck to see like all right they're starting the follow-up with like an or like what and then like you just throw her into it but I don't know that, if, I don't know I might have pissed a lot of people off but like I don't know if narratively that would work as well yeah but I guess not but I, I think but now that I'm like thinking about it I think uh, expectations I had going into it were one thing I, I as I've been thinking about it later in the week I feel like I like like it more than I feel like maybe I initially thought or I like it on paper I don't know be one of those instances I don't really know I didn't know much about Captain Marvel or Shazam going into no. them so I was like pleasantly surprised by a lot of things because I just yeah. I'm not really invested in the characters outside of the movies really like I don't really know mm. all that I know the very basics of Shazam that's really it exactly um, and next to nothing about Captain Marvel. So I like had no idea she was even a person. I just knew her alias was Carol, Carol Danvers, but I didn't know like, I didn't like, that's just saying like Clark Kent is Superman's alias. Like I didn't know that she was an actual human before. So like that was all cool to me. Um, like how, how they revealed it, but I can see how people think that's predictable. If you know it, you know what I mean? So I was like, I personally really liked how that was told, but like other people, oh, it was predictable. I'm like, okay, well, that might be because you know her story. I don't know. Yeah. But there was like some, they tell it in like weird or in like weird order. Yeah. It's almost like Pulp Fiction. A little bit. It feels very. It does feel like a '90s movie. Like well, some that's of the, the sci-fi thing. stuff. I fucking loved it. It was like Buffy, dude. The makeup looked like Buffy, and like that's. It was like I got Buffy vibes. I got like 
Tarantino vibes. Uh-huh. A little bit. And, like, the structure, Old I guess. Terminator. Old Terminator. Terminator, yeah. said was a big influence. And you had, early on, I think the Supreme Intelligence or whatever, like, walks out and she's liquid metal for a second before assuming a form. And I was like, ah! No, yeah. Ah. It, def- it definitely felt like a 90s movie, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, the de-aging is great again. Samuel Jackson... Looks great. Coulson, all- less so. But I yeah. almost would have preferred if they just like did his hair different or like gave him more hair and then he just looks the same and then the joke could just be that he looks older but he uses his hair yeah. in the past. I think like he's so straight edge that that could work. Yeah, like, like, bit, like with Favreau having the mullet in yeah. the beginning of Iron Man 3. Like that, that well, was It looks so like Vincent Vega, which is really good. So good. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I, <laughs> that I 90s think, flashback in Iron Man 3 is great because it starts with I'm blue and it's like fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. It's uh, But yeah, I, I did really like how the scrolls looked and I fucking Ben Mendelsohn, dude. Like... He's just like a no, he's like so good that they're not the bad guys and like he's just like a dad. He's like I'm trying to work on my Mendelssohn. I don't know any like lines with him, but he kind of always talks like he talks like he's got a lot of stuff in the top of his mouth. Like I don't know. I, I went a little Newt Gunray at the end there, but <laughs> it's kind of true though. But he's always like, now there's no reason for us to be fighting right now. I'm the bad guy in every movie coming out. Like that's not the worst. No, it's it's it captures the essence. It definitely yeah, it, does. It, it's it's the you stand here on my achievements. <laughs> that's that's yeah, one that, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. good. I'm clapping the, for myself. The power. This it's almost like Favreau. He's got a little bit rebellion. of a Favreau lisp in there. But you have to like somehow put it all <laughs> in the top cheeks of your mouth, and then you also got to do an Australian accent a little bit. And now it's gotta, a tough one. And imagine that coming out of a green alien man's face, and it's just so mundane. It's fucking hilarious. Right? It, it really is. It, it has like that almost like New Zealand yeah. kind of like humor because he does the American accent when he's in Ben Mendelsohn form, and then he does his <laughs> natural accent when he's he scroll. Does the coolest fight move though at one point in the movie, and I want to talk about it where he like throws Sam Jackson in like the library, he like throws Sam Jackson kind of. Sam Jackson's in midair because he's super strong. Uh, the scroll Talos is super strong. And he's like midair and he just like lifts his knee and turns and it like shoots him into like the bookshelf. But it's such a casual, like the way he does it is so casual and the effect is so fucking awesome. I saw that. I was like, that is the best thing I've seen. <laughs> also him and Sam Jackson look at a dead alien's dick. Like Sam Jackson just like loves his job in this. And I was yeah. like, that's an interesting take. Like he's just super happy to be, He's not he's only level three still, so mm-hmm. like he he probably still isn't jaded yet, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like I, I liked that. I liked his interpretation of how a younger Fury would be. And well, he's just kinda like loves his job and I, I I like that and it's he's not stressed out with all the responsibilities. No, exactly. But yes, it does it does have that like we do we really <laughs> They they almost they hinted at the Crispin Glover arm like they almost did it. They they, they do it. At, no, they do it at they one do point it. where he gets in a car crash and he has something covering his eye and he's like like how's your eye and he's like no oh, it's fine. Spoiler alert: the alien cat scratches it. Out. Um, <laughs> which is it, good. 
In Hot Tub Time Machine, there's a running gag of how is pr- past Crispin Glover going to lose his arm? And it's Andrews amazing. told me, he's like, they need to do that with Fury's eye. And they do. They kind of do. And it's, it's incredible. It's, it's, ob- like, oh. <laughs> it's obviously not as over the top as Hot Tub Time Machine, but yeah. it but is. But I feel like the way he loses there. As, sort of like an hot tub time machine where it's like it just gets up he gets hit by a car or something. yeah it's like uh, something that is not that obvious and then bucky helps him get it reattached bucky's the bad guy in hot tub time machine he drinks the russian energy drink <laughs> it's incredible oh uh, man full, um, circle. Um, full circle um yeah uh, it's it, it i don't like, know I, I, it, you're right like i i just like there's no love interest. That's great. And I, I realized that, that. Like, yesterday. I was like, oh, fuck. There's no, that's good. Closest thing being her friend, but they're, they're just fucking good friends. And I kind of, I their relationship worked. Yeah. No, I, I, I really did. Like, I was like, you don't need that in this movie. She's trying to find out who she is. I don't really think this, but going off of that, I don't know if it was how that in her interpretation of that in the performance, but like the best scenes were with her on the farm. Yeah, that was 100%. like that was like it for me that like mm-hmm. other than that, I was just kind of like, yeah, like it, she got through it. But yeah, like, especially when you compare so it to like a Zachary Levi where like his his performance basically holds that movie together. That I think is the worst thing that where it's just like Brie Larson as the character should have should have been better. But it is also like this movie. She doesn't really know who she is. So I, I think, and the Russo brothers, every time they get their hands on one of these characters, just make them the best version. Yeah, I, th- I think we're gonna be much more happy with it in Endgame. I feel like fucking the Endgame trailer was so good, dude. Yeah. Like fucking, they're not showing so anything. Stuff is showing is probably lies. And then one of the Russos was like, "Well, we wanted to recreate like." seeing Empire which they showed maybe a minute of footage so no one knew what the story was going to be we don't know what the story is like what's the are they are those space suits are those quantum realm suits is this going to be like they try something in the beginning fail and then have to re like go at it uh, the weekly planet is theorizing that there's that shot of Hawkeye, Hawkeye. Can, I, can I get into weird Andrew theorize about Marvel I have two I have two okay. yeah, yeah, we, we, can, we can shift to Endgame so I wanted to talk about it real quick so the Weekly Planet thinks that they're going to infiltrate the raft, which is going to have a couple characters on there that maybe they need to get, maybe a couple of forgotten villains, and they're going to need their help just from anybody. And, this is, and I was like, that would be fucking awesome. That's why Hawkeye is running down that hallway when it's blowing up, because otherwise, what the fuck is that? Um, what I want, Sean, <laughs> and this would just be for me. I talked to somebody about this at work the other day, and they're like, they're never going to do that. That's... Only you would be excited about that. I'm like, and that's why I want it to happen. Banner can't turn into the Hulk. They're going to need the Hulk. The rumors are that he's going to be Professor Hulk, which is uh, Banner's mind and the Hulk's body. Like He has the brain. but he, And the, the appearance of the Hulk in this, like he looks like Ruffalo. Like, it's the most Ruffalo-like Hulk. He doesn't look as dumb, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the Hulk won't come out. So maybe they are they need they know they need the Hulk for their mission, but they need somebody who's somebody who's induced a Hulk incident. Fucking Blonsky, dude. No. No. Fucking Big Brain? Look at the big brain on Tim Blake Nelson. I want them to have to go into the raft 
And then they open up a cell, and it's a fucking big forehead Tim Blake Nelson. He's like, ah, you needed me. And whatever he does, whatever formula, he accidentally makes it a perfect. Like, it doesn't quite work, and then it's just Professor Hulk. They're like, okay, we can work with this. Uh, and then he's like, squishing or something. I, I don't know. Just give me payoff on that, because why the fuck not? Is Blonsky was- dead? They've referenced him on Shield, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where he's just, like, in a per- cell somewhere, where... Also, like, maybe they, maybe it's a similar problem. Maybe that's, like, a Hulk problem where they're like, okay, well, we can't get the Hulk, but we can get Blonsky. He's possibly still in the raft, and then they have to go get him, and then, like, the Thanos would kill the Abomination. Uh, but if, even if they did that, it would be fucking awesome. Yeah. It'd be fucking awesome just to, like, bring him back and just, because I think all the other villains are, like, dead, or otherwise it's, like, Zemo. What's Zemo going to do? Um... Circus is dead. There's no one else. Is um, Malekith dead? He got a spaceship falling on him. That's right. I, like I said, I don't remember anything that happens in 4-2. So. Yeah, I just watched it. I, I watched Ant-Man yesterday. So. Ant-Man bad guy's dead. The, the Ant-Man and the Wasp characters are still alive, maybe. They didn't kill him. They might have gotten snapped. But the like, ghost they could get, I guess. But... Most That'd be kind of cool. Dead. They gotta like steal something, and they use her for like heist mode or something. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring her in. Yeah, and I think some of the Ragnarok characters are probably. Like, I hope Valkyrie comes in. Yeah, it'd be great to see like Lady Sif. Yeah, like fuck bring her it. in. Why the fuck not? Um, yeah, she was cool. Uh, but I don't know. But the uh, yeah, so that was my one. That was my one theory. I really want that to happen. It won't. But if it does, I will stand up and I'll yell, this is for me! (laughs) I'm like, no one else wanted this, just me! (laughs) Um, The other theory I have is about Captain Marvel. So at the end of the movie, it's like, surprise, her power also comes from the Tesseract, which is cool. Because then thinking about it, it's like, there's a couple characters who are all tied to specific stones in their power now. And the space stone might kind of be hers. Because uh, mm-hmm. the engine was powered by the Tesseract, which blew up, and then it filled her with, like, energy. And that was how she got her, her power. Whereas <laughs> Red Letter Media phrased it in a way worse way, where it's like, just stand too close to an explosion and get powers. Um, but they, uh, I like their review of this. I Sometimes they do get a little too... Um, male feminist-y or men, men's rights-y they, they, yeah. they teeter but I don't think they are I think they I don't know I, I, I str- sometimes I struggle with it and the fact that it was a full like 15-20 minutes of them just like shitting on Brie Larson at the top I was like I don't I don't know because sometimes mm. they get a little too much and I'm like I don't want to I, I, I don't know mm. but yeah. anyway the uh, if a Captain Marvel sequel goes off in the direction at the end of this movie, which would be in the in-between in years between Endgame and this. Um, I have a crazy theory. Just hang on. Because I thought we maybe were going to find out about this. Um, the Kree Supreme Intelligence uh, is Annette Benning, And in a, like, I also, this is a side note, Annette Benning in an interview was just like, yeah, I play a couple characters and like I also got to do, I'm, I'm an actress who's never really got to do any of the big movie stuff. So there was a day where I got to do like the green screen and the wires and all the lights and stuff like that. And it was really exciting. And all she does is like shoot a laser at Brie Larson at one point. And I was watching that. I was just like, I, that quote came back to mind. I was like, 
Annette Benning's having the best time right now. And it really made me smile. Um, anyway, uh, she's the Cree Supreme Intelligence. I theorize the following. Ronan is associated with that, and Ronan is associated with Thanos. And we don't know what happened in the in-between years, but not great stuff happens to the Kree, it feels like, in between. You get that vibe from Guardians yeah. a little bit. I theorize that if they do another movie where Brie Larson goes to fight the Supreme Intelligence, it's going to be revealed that it is the Mind Stone. And when she removes it, like, she would beat it, and at the end she would, like, remove the, the stone, which would be, like, the core of, like, the Supreme Intelligence, whatever. It'll be the Mind Stone wrapped up in that blue orb, and then that is Loki's scepter. And mm. also, the Supreme Intelligence, then, would be Ultron be his base intelligence because when people logged into what the supreme intelligence was you get tangled up in strings also it kind of would like infect your brain a little bit and then you'd kind of go into like its world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, the scepter i haven't seen this anywhere else online so i i don't know i feel like this eh, i think there's something there i think there's something yeah, I there sh- i should write on Reddit. uh yeah so i I, I I I don't know what not to like compare the two but what did you like more Shazam or Captain Marvel It's tough, right? I think it is. I I almost want to I feel like Captain Marvel maybe a little bit more just cuz it it doesn't swing as low. Shazam can be really good, but then there's times where it's not. It's kind of lacking here and there. Captain Marvel's pretty baseline throughout. I think it just doesn't... Like, when she gets super powered up, she doesn't do anything, like, super ridiculously strong. I feel like as I was thinking back on it, I'm like, that almost feels like the thing that was missing, where she should be, like, taking a spaceship and then, like, using it as a baseball bat into another spaceship to hit it into, like, a third everything goes up like there's nothing that i don't know i i i just shazam just had some like worse moments and i I just didn't feel as invested maybe that's just i don't know yeah it's tough this is a they're both better than suicide squad yeah but yes yeah uh i i don't disagree I think that's what like what Marvel does the best is make making baseline movies are better. You know, it's like they never they never sink as low as DC, but sometimes there are moments in DC that soar higher. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I feel like I would watch Shazam again. Yeah. Like maybe I, I like. I feel like there was stuff I missed. I feel the same with Captain Marvel because it's such a weird narrative that it's like, yeah. like watching it a second time, you can pick up on how good the scrolls are and maybe some more of a backstory and, and whatnot. But I don't know. I think they were both <laughs> like solid B's, B minus, B plus, that area. Yeah, I'd say C plus, B minus, probably both that range. Because yeah. I enjoyed both, but Captain Marvel, I enjoy more a couple days out, which is weird. I wasn't expecting that. Um, just kind of thinking more about the choices that they made and it's like oh it's great and if they pay off 
how Fury lost his eye in Endgame, where she just kind of like let someone let somebody know their reaction. That wait, what? It's ba- yeah, basically a cat scratching out his eye. <laughs> like people are, are you fucking kidding me? Like no, 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 that's not what happened. That's absolutely it- gonna happen. Like that's yeah. gonna that's gonna happen. Um, I I also think that neither of these movies were made for us. That's true. I think like we we've had. Yeah. Like twenty mid twenties dudes have had enough movies made for them in the superhero genre, so mm-hmm. I also think our reviews of these movies are going to be skewed a little bit. Um, I agree. I think like younger audience definitely more of um, oh. for both, and also I think it's meant to inspire different people. Yeah. No, you're absolutely uh, right. That's, you know, very and, valid. <laughs> and I think like I, I think that that kind of has to be said when like we criticize these movies and like Black Panther and Wonder Woman and I, I like not getting super political about it. But, you know, yeah. I we're trying our best just to review them as movies and like plot structure and character development and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so if we dip into like the like social stuff it's like not intentional like we don't be like oh well Brie Larson's like kind of like uh you know because like there is a lot of that going on right now oh, I love Brie Larson no I, I know I, she's great in 21 and 22 Jump Street is she in 20, she's she not 22 no she's, she's, she's no, 21 Dude, yeah. short term well that's I don't think I've, I don't think I've seen that so what else is she in she's in uh Rue Room, room was great. I hundred percent, hundred percent earned the Oscar for Room. That movie was great. Yeah. Um, she has a movie she's directing coming to Netflix in April. Really? Called Unicorn Store. Sam Jackson is in it. I don't know what it's about. Huh? I did not know that. Yeah, I, I, re- I like ever since Room and then Short Term Twelve, I was like, she's fucking great. When they cast her as Captain Marvel, I was like, this. That was the thing. I think it was like, ah, oh, this should have been better. But I, I don't know. The Russos might. Apparently she shot Endgame before Captain Marvel, which is fucking crazy. But, Interesting. Um, Maybe her role is not as big. She's in Trainwreck, too. I'm looking at oh, her yeah, IMDb. she's the sister in Trainwreck. Yeah. Uh, Amy Schumer's sister. Um, she's really good in that. Uh, yeah. Don John with uh, jo- JGL. Don John? I don't really remember what her role is. She's in the league. <laughs> I forgot about that. She's the au pair in the league. <laughs> Oh, pear. Um, she, she bangs Rafi, dude, my boy. <laughs> Zooks. Zooks. Sean saw Zooks. Uh, he yelled at you, Storm Adam. I'm jealous. Uh, it, it was uh, top <laughs> and ten. And then called me immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I told somebody I, that the other day. And I was like, yeah, my friend saw Manzuki's yelled at you, Storm Adam. And he was like, oh, that's amazing. I was like, yeah. And then he called me immediately after to tell me. And he was like that. And he just started bursting out laughing. Uh, well, yeah. Who the fuck else was I going to call? That's true. The, uh, not me. Like, no, Ghostbusters. The, uh, <laughs> I don't, is that a joke? Um, John, can I do one last segment real quick? I know yeah. you, I, we're going pat, way past what you said was your. your that's fine. We can, go for it, dude. Buddy, I was on a 14-hour flight back from. Dubai to JFK when I was coming back from Egypt. I went to Egypt, everybody. Um, 
Saw Mike Tyson. Look at his. I uh, did see Mike Tyson at the pyramids. There's a uh, meme going around of him at the Sphinx, telling mm-hmm. him to say what Sphinx, say what he's at right now. And I that was saw the day Mike Tyson. You saw leaving him. the Sphinx, and he got in his car. And then the people who, are, who I was with was like, "You're the greatest of all time behind Ali," which is apparently a thing Mike Tyson says a lot. He kind of wasn't reacting. He's was kind of giving thumbs up, sitting in the car, facing his right side of his face facing us. Uh, and I, I think he heard what I said, which was, "Hey, Mike, I loved your Adult Swim show, Mike Tyson Mysteries." And that's, I, I think that's when he turned and smiled. I could be wrong, but when he turned and smiled, it was like, bam! Then we could see the face tattoo. Um, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's Mike Tyson." Uh, I told him not to punch the, the Sphinx. Also, I was like, try not to punch the Sphinx, Mike. It's already um, missing its nose. Yeah, what's it gonna miss next? Its ear. Oh. I went really close to the mic there. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, so I was in, yeah, I, yeah, Egypt was cool. The, on the plane back, I watched a couple Marvel movies because I can't watch shit on planes because it's all edited. So I'm like, I'm not going to watch if Beale Street could talk because if it's edited, I'm, it's going to ruin it. Mm-hmm. Like, I watched the Florida Project a while ago on a, another flight and it was like all bleeped out. I was like, oh, I hate this. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> So, like, I think the movies, I watched uh, Skyscraper, which wasn't dumb enough to be bad. Yep, uh, it same. It was, like, it was aw- when the, the rock kills, like, two people with a sword, and it's fucking awesome uh, at the very end. Uh, then I watched A House with a Clock in Its Walls. <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Uh, it was fine. It's weird. It's real weird, but yeah. uh, it's fine. Jack Black is, like, it's, it's like, hey, have you ever wanted Jack Black to be your uncle, but also he's a wizard? Like, oh, yeah, no, I, apparently I did. Um, so that was great. And then the other, then on the way back, I watched like Guardians one. I fell asleep for like the last like 20 minutes and I was like, ah, that's fine. Then I did the same thing with Age of Ultron. I fell asleep for like the last like 15, 20 minutes. I I remember Sokovia blowing up and then I fell asleep, which sucks because there's actually some nice stuff at the tail end there. But Age of Ultron, it's like, it's bad. Took me a while to admit Age of Ultron's bad. It's well, like, it's just like I, the Chris Evans wasted at the premiere. Just like <laughs> is the perfect. Like this is yeah. this is what the movie did to this guy. Like, He's not bad in it. No, not at all. He rips that log in half, and it's fucking awesome. That, that, that moment's so good. It's so good. I forgot about that. <laughs> it's really great. Uh, but like, there's stuff in it that really works. But I don't need. To talk. I've definitely talked about it. It has a moment where two fists collide and it sends a big shockwave out and breaks a bunch of glass. I, I can't hate it, you know? <laughs> Speaking anyway. of... Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, sorry. Uh, then I fell asleep for all of Ocean's 8 except for the last 20 minutes. So I was like, oh, spoiler alert, Anne Hathaway helps him at the end. I thought she was the villain. Oh, I don't know. I think, I think Thorin Oakenshield is like the actual bad guy in that movie. <laughs> I think that's who it was. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Um... I feel like there might have been another. I watched all of Crazy Rich Asians, which was very good. I did then, like that. Also it watched really it on good. the plane. Yeah. Uh, and then, buddy, you know what I fell asleep during most of? And then caught the last like half hour. And I saw like the first like ten-ish minutes. Fell asleep through most of it, and then caught the last chunk, last act and a half. Let's say. What was that, buddy? I went to those four realms with the Nutcracker. <laughs> Just so I could tell you about it here, oh, right man. now. Oh man, let me get the review. Uh, I it's, keep in mind ooh. he's only seen what maybe collectively a half hour. I got the gist. 
Yeah. Uh, it's all the production design is so over the top and ridiculous. I don't know why. There was a ballet section where they explained the four, what the four realms are, and it's like spring realm, winter realm, um, candy, the realm of sweets, and then the fourth realm is literally called the fourth realm, and it's like spooky trees and like a carnival. I'm like, okay, I guess that. Yeah, I don't know how you define a, that. If you're going to have a cool name for a realm, that's it. That's when it's like Gorgamon or whatever. Like, you don't want to go there. Go it's called Gorgamon, you know? <laughs> anyway, Helen Mirren lives there, and she's evil is what we're told. But I basically fell asleep. I saw they do a ballet where they explain the four realms and, like, what's there. Kira Knightley is the sugar plum fairy, and she's really sweet, and she talks like this the whole time. And she explains... The, the main character is like mother used to rule or something and then her mom died so it's about this girl like getting over it it's like her dad's not great the, mo- the movie starts where they like her her sim and her siblings go to like a ball and like her dad's not really happy because he's in grief and he's not do- dealing with it well and neither is she so they're not really connecting that's like the crux uh, and then she somehow gets sucked away into this world but she's also given like an egg from her mom and is looking for a key I don't I, whatever I don't know why I'm doing this but the <laughs> We're told Helen Mirren wants... Helen Mirren has the key. She's the evil mother ginger who's like a carnival lady. Uh, And she needs the key to like... There's a machine that turns toys to life. And then she's going to use it for evil or to like revert people back to toys or something like that. And then Kira Knightley is like walking the girl through it and everything. Then she finally gets the key to turn on the machine. And then they do. And then Kira Knightley makes an army. And then Keira Knightley is revealed to be the villain at the end. And then it turns out Helen Mirren actually wasn't evil. She just got banished for some crazy reason. And then everyone kind of like had to fall in line. But when Keira Knightley makes her villain turn, she makes a bunch of like tin soldiers into like life size to like fight everybody. She is so fucking horny. She is. She just goes. She is so horned up and evil. It's crazy. She's like, oh, I love a man in uniform. And she's just like. She's like, I just can't wait to see what my tin soldiers will do to you. And she's like, it's so weird. I was like, what is this? Because I kind of was like in and out because I was like asleep sort of. But then I was like, what the fuck is going on? At one point, her hair is like cotton candy. And she like eats some of it at one point. I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Long story short, Helen Mirren has a licorice whip and she starts whipping all these soldiers. And like flipping around. Then they turn Kira Knightley into a toy. And then the Nutcracker's also there. There's also a part where like mice are evil or rats are evil. And there's like the battle where they're fighting all the tin soldiers. Who are going to eradicate the fourth realm. That's like this, whatever. Uh, but a bunch of rats like m- like just start like getting into a big like pile. And then they're just a big like amalgamation of rats and like a, it's just that's just like fighting things i'm like this is kind of cool i don't know why any of this but it's i feel it's, like i need to see this movie dude you get as stoned as possible and you can report back i mean i don't know if it's gonna hold your attention but i i, I spoiled honestly i shouldn't have spoiled it because the Kira knightley thing is like that was interesting to me i was like oh I don't know what's been going on but she's kind of been the mentor character and then it's like oh no she's actually evil and like she's just been messing with the main character's mind i'm like that works i don't know it would have worked more if she wasn't so horny but <laughs> she's like, like kind of uh, it kind of like 
makes me feel like she's like fucking witch hunt whatever fucking in Suicide Squad. Uh, What's her name? Fucking Enchantress. Enchantress. Because <laughs> she gets all horned up too at the end there. I tried to do the hand. She do the the this thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's uh, I guess my review of uh, is perfect. Better than Suicide Squad. I might just break this off and do like Andrew saw 30 minutes of Nutcracker. This is his review. <laughs> this is our Patreon content. This is a ramble where I'm like, I, I don't fucking know, but I, I don't know why anyone agreed to do that. There wasn't any other cast members who I was like, who's this, why is this person here? But there was yeah. a, the ballet sequence that they do when I was watching that visually is actually very interesting. And it looks like it's yeah, it, some. It looks like a weird mix of like, Props and CGI the way they do it. It's that I, I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Cool. <laughs> cool. All right, that about wraps us up. For, yeah, uh, let's end it on a high note there. <laughs> Where you just say cool and you're just done. Cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks for thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on uh, Instagram at Sean and Andrew talk about movies. I think that's the handle. I forgot it for some reason. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, I'm posting some memes. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll probably do uh, maybe us. If not, definitely Endgame. Uh, I don't know if anything else comes out. Hellboy. Shit, that's right. We should do Hellboy. I'm curious. Yeah. It doesn't I'm look here. very good. No, <laughs> I kind of I kind of want to rip a movie apart. It's been a while, so um, and I couldn't rip apart Nutcracker in the Four Realms because it's just too good. But the um, what's good? What's he say? Going full circle here. You know who directed it? Neil Marshall, director of the Watchers in the Wall episode of Game of Thrones. Get out! And also okay. some shitty movies. Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe the action scenes will be good. You know, I'm gonna just you know what I'm just gonna make a quick argument point here for the sake of it. It's gonna pat, pat it out. But he did the Blackwater and the Watchers in the Wall. I feel like the non-action beats of those almost are. There's some incredible character work in all those episodes. Where it's like, like yeah, yeah. I also don't know the degree of how integrated the directors are in Game of Thrones. I feel like they are because like on most TV shows, it's like they don't. The characters are basically driven by the actors and their yeah. performances, but. I don't really know, but I mean, I, I like David Harbour. I'm into it. He looks a little yeah. weird, but I'm, you know, should, should be, should be fun. Cool. Yeah, man. That's always a good sign for a good movie. What? <laughs> Milio. It's our, that's our pull quote. Milio Jokovic. Always a good sign of a good movie. <laughs> Dude, I tell you, I tried watching fucking Valerian and I couldn't. I was talking I to somebody at work the other day because it came it. up. Because a couple of us, it. we do a bit where there's a thing in near the end where a bunch of aliens go like, <laughs> they're doing like this goofy face. It's it's delightful, but we do it at each other at work. And I was like, yeah, somebody, a friend of mine, apropos of nothing, just texted me. I couldn't get through Valyria the other day. <laughs> was that me? Did I say that? That was you. Yeah, that yeah, was okay. you. All right. I really fucking liked the opening sequence, though. That was amazing. First, oh, wait, the David Bowie stuff? With like, uh, with yeah, the the aliens like taking water 
like I don't know what it was cool. It's it's like world, I was like, it's like world peace. It's like that's a vision of world peace and then galactic peace. It's set to a David Bowie song. It's really fucking. It's just a nice, nice sequence. I really yeah. love that part a lot. Yeah. It's I just there's something off putting about Dane DeHaan, man. And then someone at work, I, uh, I brought yeah. it up. I brought it up at work, and someone was like, "Yeah, he has the face of Leonardo DiCaprio and the voice of Keanu Reeves." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, that's it, that's it." Yeah, you nailed it. And it's like, oh, he's oh, yeah. I surrender. <laughs> no one will ever be as good as fucking Willem, dude. You know why? Why? The man's an actual goblin. <laughs> well, you know, I became a goblin for this. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Sam needed me to become a goblin, so I experiment, <laughs> experimented on myself. The most terrifying thing about that is that you can see his, like, face behind the mask, behind yep. the glasses and, like, the mesh. And he's yep. just like, eh, he's snarling the whole time. It's so good. I don't know why they needed to give him a mask. Just fucking paint his face green. Paint his face green. Anyway. That would be a cool, like, Nolan reboot of that character. And just, like, he just paints his face green. Still, but bring that fucking Defoe well, back. He's just, just like, like so good. <laughs> It'd be better now because I feel like he's older and, like, he's got more lines. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right. Well, I, I think we could wrap it up now. Uh, we can't thanks. Anymore. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll be back. All right. Oh, yeah. Bill and Ted three is back, too. And John you know, Wick. That, there's so much shit we got to talk about. Fucking John Wick. But speaking of Bill and Ted three. <laughs> Excellent. Bye.